إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار فيا عباد الله as we have been looking at the Quran over the sermons that have passed by then similarly Today we examine the Qur'an further. We examine what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us of the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because indeed the Qur'an it is not created. The Qur'an is the kalamullah, ghayru makhluq. It is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is not created. Within it is guidance for all of mankind. Hudan lil muttaqeen as Allah said. A guidance for the pious. Even though we know that the Quran is a guidance for all of mankind. Allah informs us. That it is the muttaqoon, the pious and the righteous who truly benefit from the Qur'an. And that is because it is only the pious and the righteous who put their time aside to study the Qur'an. They put their time aside to read and memorize the Qur'an. They are the ones who understand the Qur'an. They are the ones who practice the Qur'an. So they are the ones who truly benefit from the Qur'an. That is why Allah said, the Qur'an is a guidance for the muttaqeen. Even though it is a guidance for all of mankind, it is the muttaqeen. The righteous and the pious who truly benefit from the Quran. As for those 
who neglect it and do not look at it and only open it up once a year in Ramadan, then those individuals have truly neglected the Qur'an and neglected themselves in not understanding what their Lord has said to them. So today we examine another section of the Qur'an and that is another small chapter, another small surah in which Allah told us about the story of the Kaaba and what happened in the year of the elephant in the seerah or in the history there is a year known as the year of the elephant and that is the year when an army came an army from yemen came under the leadership of Abraha al-Ashram in order to destroy the Kaaba. They came with an army and within that army they had huge elephants and their plan was to come to the Kaaba and to tie chains around the Kaaba and to tie the other ends of the chains around the elephants and then the elephants would run in the opposite direction and bring down the Kaaba that is the plan that they had how did this happen and why did this happen Allah tells us in the Quran Alam tara kayfa فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِأَصْحَابِ الْفِيلَ Have you not seen what Allah did to the companions of the elephant? Meaning that army who came, that army under the leadership of Abraha al-Ashram, they came to destroy the Kaaba because they had built a huge kanisa, a huge church in Yemen at the time and they wanted to distract the people away from the Kaaba to go to their church instead so one of the Arabs at that time from his zeal went and defecated inside of that Kanisa inside of that church so when they saw what had happened they gathered their army to go and destroy the Kaaba once and for all. As they were coming, the tribes of the Arabs attempted to stop them. But every tribe that came in their path, Abraha destroyed them and carried on. Nobody was able to stop him until he arrived at the boundaries of Mecca and at that time the grandfather of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam Abdul Muttalib was the chief of Mecca the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself 
was not yet born. Many of the scholars say he sallallahu alayhi wasallam was born in this year. When these events happened, when the army of the elephants came, that was the year the Prophet was born as many of the scholars mention. So they came to the boundaries of Mecca with the elephants. And Abraha came to discuss with the chief of Mecca, Abdul Muttalib. And he said to him that I am here to destroy the Kaaba. What do you say? Abdul Muttalib said to him, Return my camels to me. Give me my camels back that you have taken. So Abraha was surprised. He said, I have come to destroy the Kaaba, and you are worried about the camels. So Abdul Muttalib said to him, As for the camels, then I am in charge of them, I am in responsibility for them. So I have to ask about them. As for the Kaaba, then Allah has the responsibility over the Kaaba. Allah is in charge over the Kaaba. Allah will preserve and guard the Kaaba. So then, as Allah mentions, Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashabil fil. Do you not see what Allah did to the army of the elephant? Those people who came with the elephants. Because then Abraha was going to carry out his plan. So he got all of the elephants and tried to make them come near the Kaaba. So he could put the chains on them and around the Kaaba. But the elephants, they would not move towards the Kaaba. The big elephant in them, which was known as Mahmud, then it would not move towards the Kaaba. And every time it faced the other way, then it would move. Then Allah tells us, أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِأَصْحَابِ الْفِيلِ أَلَمْ يَجْعَلْ كَيْدَهُمْ فِي تَضْلِيلِ Did Allah not make their plan go to ruin? Did Allah not finish off their plan? They came with the army and nobody could stop them. They came to destroy the Kaaba, Baytullah, built by Ibrahim and Ismail alayhim as-salam. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stopped them and prevented them. And so how did Allah stop them? And how were they prevented? Allah tells us in the Quran, وَأَرْسَلَ عَلَيْهِمْ طَيْرًا أَبَابِيلٌ تَرْمِيهِمْ بِحِجَارَةٍ مِّنْ سِجِّيلٌ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a huge flock of birds and they were carrying pebbles in their claws and one in their beaks. Each bird carrying three pebbles one in each claw and one in the beak. And the flock of birds, they came and they pelted that army with those pebbles. 
They threw all of those clay solid pebbles upon the army and they rained down upon them and they were like bullets upon them until that army it was destroyed. It is mentioned in the books of history and in the books of tafsir that Abraha al-Ashram, that Nasrani, that he was hit with so many stones, they pierced through his body that his insides were falling out. His insides were falling out from the number of times that his body was pierced. And then Allah mentions, when they were thrown with those pebbles and stones and the army was destroyed, فَجَعَلَهُمْ كَعَصْفٍ مَأْكُولٍ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them like fodder. Fodder. The fodder that is eaten up by the cows. They were strewn across and destroyed. Destroyed by the birds and the pebbles that Allah ordered. Here we see a great admonition and a great lesson to be learnt. This great and tremendous army came to destroy the Kaaba, and nobody could stop them. All of the tribes who tried were destroyed. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by His might and majesty and power and ability destroyed that army until nothing was left of them. Destroyed them until they were unable to do a single thing to the Kaaba. So a person needs to recognize and to understand that all of what occurs in this world it is by the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of it by the decree of Allah. And the wrongdoers, the wrongdoers are held accountable by Allah. And the righteous, they are the ones rewarded for their actions. You see the wrongdoers in this story, that they were destroyed absolutely destroyed by Allah nothing left of them and they had no reply or response no ability to defend themselves so do not consider yourselves powerful do not consider yourselves with strength and ability then as we say la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah there is no might nor power except by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen. Nabiyyina Muhammadu ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Faya ibadallah. These events that Allah has told us about in the Qur'an, they are events that we need to ponder over. They are events that we need to think about what happened to the people of the past, how nations were destroyed by Allah because of their disobedience, because of their wronging, 
because of their refusal to worship Allah, because of their refusal to be upon Tawheed, and because of their clinging on to shirk, on to disobedience, then Allah destroyed the people of the past. Nations completely were destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So do not think that you are safe and secure. Sinning brings about punishment. Sinning and wrongdoing in society brings about the punishment of Allah. It brings about the corruption upon the land and upon the sea. ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس. The corruption has occurred upon the land and upon the sea because of what the people's own hands have earned for themselves. Because of what the people have earned for themselves. The sinning, the wrongdoing and the disobedience against Allah. Then do you think that will bring power to this ummah? It will not. It will bring dishonor to this ummah. It will bring degradation to this ummah. So do not feel safe from the planning of Allah, from the decree of Allah. Look at the stories Allah has told us about the people of the past in the Quran. How Allah destroyed them because of their disobedience. And take admonition from that. So that we do not end up as sinners and wrongdoers. And we do not end up under the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa aqimis salah.